Let's make today the day you get one step closer to becoming the parent you've always wanted to be and the parent your children deserve. And welcome to Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. I am your host, Erin Taylor, and I have wanted to help parents and children literally since I was 11 years old. I created this podcast to help you make a stronger, healthier, deeper connection to your child, to understand the inevitable challenges a little better, and learn some new ways to navigate them when they occur. Thank you for spending some time with me. Now let's get this show started. Hello and welcome to episode 37. Today I'm going to read you my blog from last week entitled Struggling with How to Discipline Your Child. Some of us like to consume content by reading some like to consume content by watching videos and some like to consume content by listening. I know I love listening to podcasts while I'm doing the dishes, when I'm driving, when I'm walking my dog or working out at the gym. So I decided that I would try and read my blogs for one episode each week so that in case you prefer to listen to them, you won't have to take time to read them. So let's dive in. Discipline, an oft-spoken word that has a certain mystery and intrigue around it. Many questions may come to mind around this word, such as, what is the most effective type of discipline? How do I discipline my child? How do I just get my child to listen? In order to begin to answer some of these questions, we're going to need to go back to the beginning where it all started. The original Latin meaning of disciplina is to teach, but somewhere along the way it changed dramatically. The old French meaning of discipline was to punish or make suffer. And now the first discipline excuse me, the first definition of discipline in the Merriam-Webster dictionary is a control gained by enforcing obedience or order. The ever-evolving meaning of this word adds to the confusion about what it means in relationship to our children. The first question you need to ask yourself is what is your goal when using discipline with your children? Is it to punish them for bad behavior? or to control the way they behave, or to teach them. Next, ponder the questions above and see if you can imagine the outcome of each of these goals. With the first two, chances are you might get the result you desire, controlling or stopping the behavior, but at what cost? What will your child have learned? They may have learned not to let you see that behavior anymore. But do they understand why they should not be behaving that way? Do they have a plan not to behave that way anymore or just not in front of you? A quick illustration is a boy whose parent catches him cursing. The parent grounds the boy and takes away his video games. 
Parents tend to use video games and screens as a means of punishment, discipline, or control because it is such a powerful element in our kids' lives. But that doesn't necessarily make it a good idea, which I'll get to later. The parent is mad, likely due to embarrassment. What will others think? And wants to stop the cursing. The boy is resentful that he got punished and lost his beloved video games. Before we go any further, ask yourself what playing video games has to do with cursing or how taking them away could be a natural consequence. Now we have a fuming, embarrassed parent and a resentful boy, with the result being further disconnection between them, and the parent didn't necessarily even stop the cursing. Goal not achieved and relationship damaged. Now let's, let's look at the third goal. The outcome of the third behavior, to teach, might get you the result you are looking for, but it is likely to take more time and effort on your part. Notice I didn't promise it would get you the result because we truly cannot control another person. All we can control is ourselves. Let's revisit that little boy and his parent. If the parent's goal is to teach, perhaps the parent sits down with the boy to talk to him. In this talk, the parent explains how they feel about cursing. Maybe that it's derogatory or insulting, or it makes the, it appear that the boy doesn't have an extensive vocabulary, or however the parent feels about cursing. Next, the parent asks the boy why he chooses to curse. If the boy feels very safe with his parent, the boy may reveal that all of his friends curse and he and his friends think it's cool, and he feels cool when he curses. The harsh reality is that this parent is not going to be able to 100% stop the boy from cursing. They could take away things he loves, wash his mouth out with soap or something else. However, the boy will still be free to curse if he chooses, and particularly if whatever the reward he feels from cursing outweighs the punishment if he gets caught. That's not meant to encourage you to create a harsher punishment. It's just to give you some insight into why kids do the things they do. Given that the parent has created a safe space that allows the boy to feel seen, heard, and valued, the parent now likely has growing compassion for why the boy is choosing to curse. Perhaps the parent lets the boy know that they understand wanting to be seen as cool around his friends. And then, perhaps the parent tells the boy that while they understand why the boy is cursing, they still do not feel it is necessary or a good idea. But if the boy is going to choose to curse around his friends, he must make sure that there are no younger kids around or adults who might overhear him. Possibly the parent then goes into the topic of not cursing over social media because that will stick forever. That could lead into a whole discussion of how we need to conduct ourselves online. This discussion may also lead to helping the boy to not feel the need to be seen as cool and to help him to feel more comfortable in his own skin. It can be tough to be a kid. This type of conversation is likely to elevate the parent's compassion for the boy even further. Well, this is all easier said than done. This is definitely true. I'll get into the how and why in upcoming blog posts, but suffice it to say that we're going to have to dive into your triggers, fears, feelings of being judged by others, etc.
When any of those things are driving your choices, it will result in disconnection from your child. I think I can easily say that none of us want that. I have a series of videos on discipline that I invite you to watch on my YouTube channel. Let's get back to the use of screens and video games as a punishment or even a reward. While using them in this way may get the desired behavioral outcome, I do not recommend this. It takes the focus off of the issue at hand. Screens, video games, technology, and social media have an almost magical quality to them that lures our kids in for a variety of reasons. They may need to feel connected to their peers. The screen may provide stimulation as well as how addictive they can be. When we use technology as a reward or punishment, we are giving it even more power over our children. Their focus moves off of the issue at hand and on to how and when they're going to get more use of their screens. Does this all make sense? A final question before we wrap up part one of our discussion. Using discipline to control or punish may stop the behavior you're finding undesirable, but at what cost? And that concludes my blog called Struggling with How to Discipline Your Child. I have created a free download that goes along with this blog, and it is a discipline guide. And I would love to have you get your hands on it and download it. And you can get it by going to my website, erin-taylor.com slash discipline slash struggling how to discipline your child. I will have the link in the show notes so that you can just hop on over and pick up your copy. And in upcoming blogs, I will be diving deeper into this topic. So, if you enjoyed hearing a reading of my blog, I'd love to have your feedback about whether you want to continue hearing this. And I look forward to hearing from you about this or any topic. You can reach me at erin at erin-taylor.com. Thank you. And wherever you are in this world, I hope that you make it a fabulous day for yourself. That wraps up this episode of Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. If you know anyone who could benefit from this episode or this podcast in general, please share it with them. Also, I always love hearing feedback from my listeners. I welcome you to send me an email to erin at erin-taylor.com if you have any comments or questions that come up for you in an episode. Our children are our future. Parenting them is the most sacred task we will ever be asked to do. It truly does take a village to raise a child. Let's help each other to raise our children to be who it is they are meant to be. If at any point you feel like you need a little extra help and support, reach out to me. I am here to help you.